You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. On today's show, we are going to wrap up the basketball season as Boston College lost to Duke in the ACC tournament on Tuesday. We're going to look at baseball, and we're going to jump in and talk about the offensive line for Boston College football as they head into spring football. If this is your first time listening to a Locked On Boston College podcast, I want to welcome you. We are a daily Boston College podcast. I do this every day. And we talk about everything Boston College, whether it's baseball, hockey, basketball, you name it, we, we cover it. And today, we are jumping into some of the topics you want to talk about most. But before we do that, I wanted to go over and thank all the people who followed our Facebook, I mean, excuse me, Twitter account on Tuesday and Monday. And I had asked for just one person. I thought I'd get one to push us over 400. I got 50. So I gave you 20 of them yesterday. Here's the, the, the list of people who joined up, and I want to thank you all individually really quick. Wuminati609, Joey DePace, Junior Eagle Girls Hockey, Craig, Bill Bradley, Joe Merrick, Patrick Plunkett, Milton Ruiz, Simon Brown, Billy D, Brandon Gobby, Meatball57, Daniel Fitzpatrick, John Paul Correa, Jillian Gogol, uh, William Hendricks, Stephen DeGroot, James Carlin, John Pettit, Ben and SD Eagle 99. Thank you all for following me. And um, we'll make that Twitter thing kind of a regular feature where I thank some of you as you follow along. So check us out if you haven't already. We're on Locked On BC. So let's kick it off by talking about basketball. You know, the one thing that everyone doesn't want to talk about was men's basketball that finished up their season against Duke on Tuesday night. And it was not an easy game to watch as Boston College got pummeled 86-51. to 51. Now, this was a game that was completely off the rails real early for BC. BC fell behind really early. And, you know, Duke just did what the, every team has been doing to Boston College all season long. They shot 52% from the field, 47% from three-point range, and just punished them. They had 22 assists to BC's six. You know, they were just – Duke was a superior team, and this it was sad because of any year Boston College could have pulled off an upset against Duke in the ACC tournament, this was the year. Duke was 11-11. They were struggling. They were ripe for the picking for BC to beat, and BC goes out, and they lay an egg. And, you know, it just ends the season. And I think at this point you want to get – so it's easy to get critical. I saw so many people like, why are they in the ACC? Blah, 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 blah. But remember, two of BC's players are gone. You know, Winston Tabs and Rich Kelly both have transferred already. And, and the season was basically done. I mean, you, you, ha- you were playing for respect. You were playing for heart. But that's only going to get you so far when you don't have the talent to push you over the edge. They played again without Steph Mitchell. So they're down, you know, at being, you know, at different points of the season, three starters in this game, and they just couldn't get much of anything. You know, they shot one for fifteen from three point range, seven percent. They shot seven percent from three point range, just just an ugly game. And I'm just glad it's over. You know, I have been saying since probably January that I couldn't wait for this basketball season to get over, and now that it's gone, I'm I'm happy. Now we can focus on the coaching search. We can move past 
watching BC lose in a whole variety of fashions. We can, you know, stop getting frustrated with the offense or the lack of defense that they have and, and move on. And again, I've said this every, it feels like I've been saying this for every game that we've talked about. I really don't want to get into the nitty gritty with this game. I don't know. And I would imagine most of you didn't even watch this game. I, I can't, I mean, if I put a Twitter poll out and said, Hey, did you watch BC and Duke? I'm guessing the majority of people would say no, because it, it just had no, it had no appeal to BC fans. I mean, the team fans had checked out on this team years ago, but even like the diehards are gone right now. They're just waiting for the coaching search to go. So congratulations to Duke. They're going to go on to play Louisville tomorrow. Uh, you know, BC, they ended the season, you know, under Scott Spinelli going one and three. They had that one nice win against Notre Dame, which looked even nicer when Notre Dame ended up beating Florida State. But, you know, against Florida State, Miami and Duke, they didn't look very competitive. And near the end of this game, you saw, you know, uh, Justin Vanderbon, Sam Holtz and all the walk-ons, all the Martians, they call them. Uh, they got into to the game and they got to, to get their, um, you know, time in the, in the limelight to get some playing time and it was just an ugly game so that game is over we're going to move on to baseball in a second but before we do we're going to chat about our friends over at manscaped this tournament season take care of your baskets and balls with the best tools for the job we're talking about our sponsors manscaped the global leaders in male grooming from head to toe when the clock winds down in march be clutch and avoid the upset with the manscaped performance package to keep all your hair and holes tamed Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today with 20% off free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using code LOCKEDONNCAA for an exclusive offer. Every purchase at manscaped.com goes towards contributions made to the Testicular Cancer Society. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDONNCAA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use Locked On NCAA when things get hairy. Make sure to call in Manscaped in clutch time. Now let's talk about Built Bar. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is between German chocolate and salted caramel and mocha love versus white chocolate birthday cake. Now for me, I am very, very specific about what kind of Built Bars I like. So when you give me an option between chocolate and salted caramel, every single time I'm gonna go chocolate, I don't care. I'm not a, ch- I'm not a caramel person. So cho- German chocolate for me will get my vote. And then Mocha Love versus White Chocolate Birthday Cake. That's a tough one, but I, I get the feeling I haven't tried the White Bird Chocolate Birthday Cake, but Mocha Love, I, I love anything that has a good coffee-ish flavor to it. So those are my two votes. Now, what do you think? Go to BuiltBar.com or Built underscore Bar on Twitter to cast your vote. And remember, use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is twenty on locked on twenty to get twenty percent off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. There are so many great podcasts on Locked On Network. I want to tell you about Locked On Today. 
There was a lot of movement in the NFL on Tuesday. Who were the winners and losers? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College. We, in our first segment, talked about the BC basketball team and the, the, the merciful end of their season. But let's jump into the team that everyone wants to chat about, the team that has got everyone buzzing, the BC baseball team. Now, Boston College has a typical midweek game, and in, in the midst of their ACC schedule, these midweek games are against typical Northeast foes. So last week we saw them play URI. They were scheduled to play Holy Cross on Wednesday this week, but Holy Cross is on a pause because of COVID in the program. So they replaced them with Maine. Going into this game, Maine was 3-1. and one. They look like a team that, you know, could be tricky, but, you know, as a, as a mid-level team, it was a game that Boston College needed to take care of. And that's exactly what Boston College did. And it, you know, just like in many baseball games, it's not how the game starts, it's how you finish. Boston College fell behind in this game early as Maine scored uh, two runs in the first three innings to take a 2-1 lead. And then Boston College just powered them to, to the ground. Uh, they hit a, a go-ahead two-run home run by Luke Gold, his fifth of the season. And then right after him... Uh, Cameron Leary, a left fielder who's a true freshman, hit his home run. That was, they were, they combined, Leary hit two for the day, but in all, Boston College hit five home runs. Now, we've talked about this team. We've talked about how exciting they are. They ended up winning this game 10 5. Joey Ryan did a nice job. He let up two runs in five innings. John West had a little tough, tough, tough time there, but that's okay. And then Charlie Kuhn really kind of closed it down. They went with that opener. Um, they actually didn't go with the opener in this one. They actually went with a starter, and he went five innings, and then kind of the bullpen just took over from there. So what do you gain from a game like this? What do you talk about? The big news in this win was the power hitting. As I just said, five home runs again. Now, Boston College has never been known as a power hitting team. But right now, if you were to go to NCAA.com and look at stats, they're they're showing up numbers that are mind-boggling. Now, this weekend, Sal Freelich, who was ACC Player of the Week, had an OPS of 2.044, which is incredible because he was hitting the ball so hard. But just as a team in general, Boston College is in the, the top 10, or right around the top 10 in total home runs. That is something to, to, to be interested about. I mean, you know, chicks dig the long ball. They see, remember those Tom Glavin and uh, Greg Maddox commercials? It's It gets attention when you can hit the ball like they're hitting it. So they're in the top 10 uh, in that. They're also, they have Luke Gold, who is in the top five in home runs, which is incredible. We talked about uh, his play with Dan Rubin last week. I mean, on yesterday's podcast. If you haven't checked that out, definitely grab that. You know, going into the season, all the talk was about Cody Morissette and Freelich, and both of those guys have done an, an excellent job. Freelich, especially, he's he's really opened some eyes. But Luke Gold, he is a solid, solid second baseman, and really opening some eyes with his power hitting. Uh, he did it again yesterday. Uh, some the the concerning news: uh, Dante Baldelli left in uh, the middle of the game after an, an injury scare. I didn't see it. But I heard I listened to the press conference after Gambino says he's going to be fine, so that's that's reassuring. You know you don't want to lose players um, in baseball. 
you know, if you go over to bcbulletin.com and read my write-up of the game, I talk about all the players that did well. You know, you got Charlie Kuhn, who, again, does a, such a nice job extending that bullpen, and he did it again today to get the win. But I didn't even mention Sal Freelick. You had all these other guys doing so much. You had the five home runs. Cody Morissette had two two of them. That was his ninth career multi-home run game. Sal Freelick had his eighth multi-hit game of the season and 29th of his career. They've only played 11 games, and he's got uh, eight multi-hit games already. And one of the games that he didn't, as Dan said yesterday, was because he got walked all the time. So Freelick is is a major problem for opposing pitchers at this point, and it's um, something to watch. Now back into the home run stats. BC homered five times to push its season total to 18 in just 11 games, surpassing the 2018 season total in four, of 14 in 49 games. So BC has hit more home runs in eight in 11 games than they did in 49 games in 2018, which is crazy. That just shows you how powerful this team is and how deep this lineup is. So where does Boston College go from here? The big weekend coming up for Boston College baseball. You know, they have the Louisville Cardinals coming up, the number 10 team in the country. And don't let their records uh, fool you. You know, Boston College has played a tough schedule. Obviously, you played Auburn, you played Duke. You know, Louisville played uh, Georgia Tech last week. And Georgia Tech is is one of the favorites to contend for that ACC title. You know, they're not a team that you sleep on. And they won two or three against Louisville. So Louisville is... You know, the all, they were the preseason All ACC team of the of the year. They were uh, the a favorites. I think they were the number one team going into the season. You know, this is going to be a major challenge for Boston College. And so, what concerns do you have going into this game? So, as a baseball fan, one of the big things I think about, and someone had mentioned it to me up on the, on Twitter yesterday, is the pitching. So you've seen good pitching at times. But at other points, they've been hit hard. Like Emmett Sheen got hit hard last week. Mason Pelio has been kind of up and down. But the batting has has really backed them up. Now, when you play a team like Louisville, a team that has good pitching, a team that is super deep it, 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 you know, on the mound, you're not going to be able to make these massive... Yeah, well, you might be able to, but the odds are you're not going to be able to make the comebacks that you have been making against Auburn and Duke. You need to jump out ahead, and you can't let yourself fall behind. So the pitching staff, I think, is a bit of a concern heading into the series because if they fall behind, I just it's hard to see BC come back. But gosh, they've done everything else, so who knows? So that's something to I think to watch for. But hey, BC's nine and two heading into this series. Think about this. I, you know, you keep. I love to envision records in my head. Ending this week, say they say first, just play it out. They finish two and th- winning two of three to, to Louisville. They're eleven and three after this week. Where do they fall? They are definitely a top ten team at that point. You know they jumped up quite a bit this week. Um, I would imagine they'd be a top ten team. So we're gonna keep our eyes on that. And you know I know people have been asking as well about fans and attendance for baseball games. It's still no. I know that the sta- the administration is looking into it and trying to figure out whether it's safe, whether they can do it. Uh, but hold on, I know that they're trying to figure things out. So uh, that was a question that popped up as well. Now, in our final segment, we are going to c- discuss BC's offensive line. It's a group that isn't changing much, but there is some things that I think are worth discussing, and we're going to get into that in our final segment. But before we do, let's go over to our friends at BetOnline.ag. 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And heck, BetOnline.ag covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV. You name it, they have it. They have the best odds. you got to check it out. Head over to their website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use promo code locked on on your first deposit. That means if you put $100, they're going to give you a $50 welcome bonus. You can't beat that. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. College basketball has survived in advance into March Madness. Well, Boston College hasn't, but the rest of college basketball has. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network will be live on Selection Sunday, March 14th, reacting to who's in and who's out of the NCAA tournament. Big Ten Ben Stevens hosts Selection Sunday Live with local experts from around the Locked On College Network of Podcasts. Follow Locked On Live on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook today and watch our live Selection Sunday special on March 14th. I won't ruin the ending. Boston College won't make it into the tournament this year. But check out this show. I think it's going to be great. Ben is excellent. And yeah, check it out. So this is Locked On Boston College. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On BC. You can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. And we're on Instagram and Facebook at Boston College SI. Make sure you give us a follow on both of those. Now, spring football begins next week. On March 16th, I get the chance to talk to Jeff Halfley at his first press conference of the spring. And I'm really excited about that. So you're going to have to check that out. But we've we've been kind of trucking through some of the the positions, talking about the depth at each position, and some of the questions heading into the spring. So let's chat about the offensive line. If you want to check, go back. We've already talked about wide um, tight ends. Tomorrow we'll talk about wide receivers, and uh, we've talked about running backs and quarterbacks. So check those out. But the the offensive line was a big question mark heading into the season. You didn't know who was returning and who was heading to the pros. And Boston College got the best news this offseason, as three of their big question marks all decided to come back. You got Zion Johnson returning. You had Ben Petrula and Alec Lindstrom all deciding that they were going to give another year to Boston College. Now, that's great. You get five offensive linemen. You get your whole offensive line back to work through this spring and get themselves acclimated for next year. Now, there's some even when you have five starters remaining, you want to talk about some of the things that could still be a big question mark. And, and remember, we watched this offensive line seemingly regress a little bit from the year before because they went from a system that was much more you know straightforward, power blocking uh, for that run game under Steve Adazio to a more um, zone-based block, to a more zone-based scheme. And it, it seemed like you know there were times where they just weren't clicking like they should. And, you know, some of that you can you can talk away from a change in scheme, like I just said. Also, because the team didn't really get a chance to practice all that much um, during spring ball and they were doing everything virtually. So they didn't get to uh, pr- prepare for the season like they normally do. But now those excuses should be out the door because now they're going to get a chance to do everything a typical season would do. Now, the big question, I think, is first of all, how do they how do they continue to progress in that system? Because that is a big question mark. If they can get to the level they did under Steve Adazio under this new system, Phil Dracovic will stay cleaner. They'll get the running game going a little better, and and things will happen that didn't happen in 2020. But on top of that, the big question mark for me is the placement of the players, and I have some thoughts. So last year, 
Zion Johnson was moved from guard to tackle, while Petrula was moved from tackle to guard. And I thought that was really questionable at first. Um, and I don't know what the reasoning was behind it. And, you know, you could ask the coaches, they'll just say, you know, they're doing the best for what they think is the best. But you have to wonder, like, was Zion looking for some experience or trying to get something for the NFL draft, you know, really expand stock? Because obviously tackles get paid a lot more than guards do. Um, and it just, it just didn't feel like this worked. Uh, Zion went from one of the most dynamic guards in the country to a good tackle, not great. And I think it hurt his draft stock. So I have to wonder, and we'll see this this spring, will Zion Johnson kick back to guard? I think he will. And I think you put Petrula back at tackle. So I'm not, I would not be surprised if the two of them flip again. Um, and and that might be the reason why Johnson's coming back. There might be other reasons too, but it might be good for him to get his stock back up. And how do you do that best? Put him back at guard. So I, I think Zion Johnson at guard will be something to watch for. And we'll be able to get some notes on that. Unfortunately, practices, as I said before, are closed. So we won't get the full picture of what's happening. But we can always ask you know, Frank Signetti or, or Matt Applebaum because we get to talk to the assistant coaches during the spring practice. Now behind this group will be some, some interesting names to watch for. You know, you had Nate Emmer leave. He hasn't found a school yet, but I would not be surprised if he ends up at Colorado State. He'd be, I mean, don't blame him. It'd be a good spot for him. Um, but other than that, you have, you know, Finn Durstein still still, still putzing around a little bit. You have, um, you know, some of the big names that have come up as well. You know, Kevin Pine, Ozzy Trapillo. And uh, Drew Kendall. So those are all three big names to watch for. Plus, you know, there's always offensive linemen that jump up. Um, so I'm always interested to hear about these younger, de- the, the developing offensive linemen, to, to hear how Trapillo is doing. Because, you know, we didn't get to see him last year, but everything I've heard from from uh, personnel on the team is that Trapillo had a monster summer. Um, but to hear, like, how's he doing? Like, is he going to be a guy that's going to jump in if the, if there's an injury? Because offensive linemen, it's, an, it's a violent position, and you need that depth. So it'll be interesting to see who is ready at that spot. So that's that's a, a quick little conversation about the offensive line. You know, you we there's depth. They're talented. They've got room to grow. You want to see where the positions lie out for the 2021 season and look at that depth. Look at those players to see who ends up the, the, you know, on the two deep, the second tier of, of offensive linemen, because obviously the first tier is all set. So we'll check that out. Now on tomorrow's show, we're going to continue looking at the BC co- coaching search, talk more about uh, B- BC football, and we have much more that we're going to get into. So you're going to want to check that out. If you have not done so already, please give us a five-star review on Apple. It really helps. And as I said before, we've had so many people um giving us positive reviews. It does help us in finding new Boston College fans and, and expanding our conversation. Um, also on Friday, I'm going to do another mailbag. I haven't done one in two weeks and you always have great questions for me. So Friday, please, well, I'll put it up on Twitter, but if you haven't already, email me at bostoncollegesi at gmail.com. Ask me any questions you want and we'll talk about them on Friday's show. This is AJ Black. I hope you all have a great Wednesday. Up in Massachusetts, it's like 50 degrees, so it feels like winter's finally going away, but I can't cross my fingers on that yet. So take care, everyone. We'll talk to you again soon.